Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So 
Someone texted in earlier, said, we better not see freaking Luke Doty at wide receiver over any of our freshmen. <laughs> Are those feelings echoed? Dre Pincasso texted in and had this to say earlier today. Honest thoughts for this Saturday. I really hope the O-line can get things together to better protect Spencer so he can make plays, as well as give the running backs room to make plays as well. I really hope that we can bounce back in a huge way after the loss of the Tar Heels. I have faith in Beamer, and I really hope Loggins can continue to call good plays, keep the defense on the heels, while showing they can indeed call the best plays possible. Throw the ball downfield. Not going to give up on Beamer yet, just because I know there's a lot of potential, a lot of talent. Go Cox. Well said, Dre. Let's jump to the whole lines here. Call from Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, my friend? How are you? I'm doing pretty good on this Thursday. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, my man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? I have got my prediction ready, but I'm going to say this first real quick. Okay. I think that this coaching staff for South Carolina has busted their balls this week getting the guys ready for Saturday. And I think we will see a I'm, – I'm convinced that we will see a different um, – a much different offense and defense than we've seen last week. I think these guys will be raring to go because nobody feels more embarrassed than they do. So they're going to – I think they're going to go out there Saturday night and bully Furman around because they're coming into our house and they're not, I don't think they're going to allow Furman to push them around at all. You would certainly like to think so, Robbie. You would certainly like to think so because if you can't push around the Furman Paladins, that is not a good mm-hmm. sign going into SEC play. Not a good sign at all. No. And we have to travel to Athens next week. But we'll focus on next week when next week gets here. Indeed. So what's your prediction, Robbie? What you got? My prediction is 38 to 6. 38 to 6. I'm assuming Gamecocks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. 38 Thir- to 6. And the only way Furman scores is two field goals. Okay. 38 to 6. All right. I would take that. I think all the Gamecock Nation would probably take that. I'd, I'd take a. Uh, I'd take a 32-point win, no doubt. Because these guys have had a sour taste in their mouth all week long about the way they played last week. And I I feel like they're going to want to prove that they can play much better than that. Mm -hmm. But also, if if I was in charge of recruiting, okay, I would have called, I would, I would, Instead of getting guys, and no offense to these guys, okay, but if I was getting a, if I was getting guys, offensive line guys and defensive line guys, I'm not getting guys from Charlotte or what have you, okay. I'm gonna bust my butt and try to recruit guys that have Power Five experience, okay. But who we got is who we got. And hopefully, these guys with the, with how bad they played last week, the light bulb has come on, and they are ready to kick Furman's ass on Saturday night. Because if I was if I was these guys, I'm not letting somebody come into my house and push me around. It ain't happening. Robbie, all the yeah, offensive lines got to do is just block. You know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what number 77 was doing in the North Carolina game, but 
a friend of mine, me and him were talking a couple of days ago, and he was like, dude, our offensive line sucks so bad, even me can get past them. And I was like, you're probably right, but those guys are a lot bigger than you and me both combined. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm really hope I'm really, I'm really think that this is going to be a, win for South Carolina, a much needed win after the bad performance last week. And I think Beamer I think Beamer Ball is gonna show itself this coming Saturday night. Limbo's got I think Limbo's got some stuff cooked up and ready to go. Indeed. Robbie, it should be a good time, man. Should be a great game. And obviously, I know you're going to be there in person. You and Marion are 26. Be safe. And uh, yeah, should yeah. be a packed house at Willie B. It's, it's, they announced this morning it was a sellout. And uh, I'm sure folks are itching to get All back right. in Wiggins Bryce and uh, one of the seven opportunities that uh, we'll get to do so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For sure. And I'll make sure to do some extra cheering since you ain't going to be there in person. I appreciate that, Robbie, greatly. I appreciate that. Y'all have fun, man. I appreciate you. I'm sure we'll talk to you tomorrow. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Have a good one, okay? Yeah, man. You take care, Robbie. Great stuff from... Robbie Davis, 843-790-3377. I want to continue to take your questions, comments, calls. Let's get into the YouTube chat here. You guys have been active for sure. Um, Jacob E. says, only thing I can think of would have been to just sub out the tackle spots. Hughes and Fugar got absolutely exposed and dominated. Would have liked to have seen Big Tree in there. I mean, you're going to have to try some different bodies is what I would think. Um, I mean, I, I think you just have to. You know what I mean? I think you just have to. Let's see. Going back through your questions. Uh, Parrish Jordan says, where is Alex McGrath? Parrish, we'll probably get Alex on the show here and there throughout the season, but he is no longer a weekly guest. It was a tough decision we had to make, but uh, one that you know we had to make for the, the business. For There's only limited space when it comes to guests, and so that's where we are. So love Alex. Alex and I have a great relationship, and he totally understood when we had the conversation. Uh, Brantley says, do you think Nick Harbor hauls any catches in this weekend? Also, starting at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'll be listening to Rooster in my Rari by Waka Flocka on repeat at volume 72 for good luck. Bust the speakers in my car. I hope I don't pass out from the noise like I did last Friday. Go Cox. Cox by 90, he says. Um, does Nick Harbor haul in a catch? I don't think it's a given, but I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I think he finally gets a catch. Yes. Ethan K. Furman always has sneaky good quarterbacks, DBs, and pass rushers. Better be ready to pressure them. Yeah, Tyler Huff's a good player. Tyler Huff is a really, really good player. Lynn Turner. I'm not saying we'll lose to Furman this weekend, but they've beaten us before. What was it 1982 that happened? Jeff Gulledge says the O-line's going to make huge jumps this week because, as they said, they were embarrassed by their performance. So that fixes everything. Yeah, fixes everything. Jacob E. says, simply put, the step down in competition will allow the O-line to be better this week. However, there's a reason we went after those freshmen on the O-line. Put in the freshmen. Let's see what they can do. I would agree with you, Jacob E. 
I would agree with you 110%. Bubba Wethead says Rattler is there. He looked great last week with zero protection. Still threw for 350 yards. Lynn Turner echoes that and says Rattler was great. He wiggled out of so many sacks on Saturday. They could have had twice as many sacks, and he threw no picks. And if A.B. doesn't drop a couple passes, that game looks different. I thought it was interesting what J.C. said about this team's got to be more clutch, too. You know, that, that drop pass by Amarian Brown, some other big plays and chances you had in the red zone. I, I thought that was a very interesting point he made. Luke R.J., I'm just glad the game is a night game. Gamecocks under the lights are always good. Coach Ford says, Chris, how stupid does a top-tier running back have to be to sign with us and this O-line historically as well? Coach Ford has never won to mince words, that's for sure. Chris Taylor says, Juju isn't a freaking running back. Way too little to even come close to being a running back. Let's see. Luke RJ says, Coach Ford needs to find some joy. M. Colt says the Gamecocks could beat Furman by 70 points this Saturday, and it wouldn't change my mind about this team right now. The only way this Furman game is going to matter to me is if the Gamecocks lose. And I mean, that's, you know, M. Colt, that's the unfortunate part of a game like this is that, you know, for the SEC team, it's if you win by a lot, you were supposed to. And if you don't win by a lot, what the hell are you doing? And if you lose, it is literally DEFCON, what is it? I think one is the worst, right? Whatever. It's it's panic button time if you lose. So Jeff Gulledge, nothing good will come out of this weekend's game. If we blow them out, all we're going to talk about was where was that week one. And then we are going to get our asses kicked by Georgia and relive this week. <laughs> I'm glad we're all in a chipper mood today. Coach Ford says, beating Furman, Jacksonville State, and Vandy mean crap. Let's talk Mississippi State, Tennessee, Mizzou, Kentucky, and A&M. I mean, Coach Ford, I, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, totally discrediting what you're saying. This season was never about beating Furman. That's for sure. Luke RJ says, this game would serve a lot of purpose for me as a player. I bet these players want to ball out and get those stats up and have fun playing football. Indeed, Luke Arger, you're right. Ruination, it builds confidence and they can work out things they struggle at instead of tackling and blocking each other. For sure. Let's see. Ruination and... Ruin Nation and Coach Ford having a field day in the comments today. Um, let's see. Austin Hicks says, that's the issue. We shouldn't lack depth so much that Luke Doty is the best option. That's a player development issue. I mean, Austin, I I'll say this. I'll say this. It, it is concerning. I, I like Luke Doty. I think he's an athlete. I'm glad he's playing wide receiver. But, like, it's not even the fact that Luke Doty's playing wide receiver or getting catches. But the fact that, like, Luke Doty and Peyton Mangrum are hauling in catches before guys like Nick Harbour, like Landon Sampson, like Kyla Horton, uh, like Elijah Caldwell, like, that, to me, is... I don't know what to make of that. You know what I mean? I I just I just don't really know what to make of that. Like other football teams, for the most part, are not doing that. So I I, I just I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to make of it. So um, looks like the Gamecocks conference schedule is out for men's basketball. South Carolina will open conference play January the sixth against Mississippi State at home. Number two, the second conference game at Alabama. So it's going to be... It's, it's, it, I, I'm not ready to talk basketball yet. <laughs> I'm just not, dude. I, I, don't, I don't know what to think about year two of Lamont Paris. I, I, 
I mean, I you know, as, as we evolve content wise, like I, I think you guys would rather me just not even talk basketball. Like just just let's just pretend basketball. Let's just talk football through December. Let's talk recruiting and more football in January, and let's get to baseball season because basketball is an afterthought at South Carolina. Let's just call it for what it is, right? Let's not sugarcoat it. Men's basketball at South Carolina, it's an afterthought. It it it, it just is. Uh, let's see. John Rice says, is there a better chance we lose to Furman or beat Georgia? Now, John, John, you've got a way. John Rice has a knack for asking the questions, the thought-provoking questions that really get you, get the gears turning. Better chance to lose to Furman or beat Georgia? Folks may not want to be honest with themselves, but after week one, John, there's a better chance South Carolina loses to Furman than beats Georgia. There really is. I, I You're probably looking, John, at a spread in Athens. I, I would almost bet you right now that spread's going to be 27 and a half, truly. Maybe 26 and a half. Maybe it is. But there's a better chance the Gamecocks lose to Furman than beat Georgia. Right now. Right now. I, I Absolutely. Let's see. Jeff Gulledge. It's funny that people don't want Doty as a quarterback, and now they don't want him as a wide receiver. Dan, the guy can't catch a break. No, I mean, Jeff, again, it's not that I don't want him at wide receiver. It's that. I'm surprised a guy like Luke Doty, who's been playing quarterback, is able to just step in the wide receiver room and pass up guys that were recruited to play wide receiver. Coach Ford says something I think most of us can agree with. Basketball is a three-month root canal. That's the one thing I'll say, guys, is like I, I, I am excited to talk, to broaden all of our content and talk more SEC because maybe, just maybe then, I will be excited to watch some good basketball because just keeping up with South Carolina when it comes to basketball, not a lot of fun. Not a lot of fun. Uh, USC edit says y'all are tripping. Something good can definitely come from beating Furman bad. He also says, uh, you say that now, how much worse we're going to feel in a couple of days if we don't beat them bad. Brennan M says, Chase, weren't you asking about basketball season on Saturday? Ruben Nation says, basketball is winning 18 games and making the NIT. Book it from your lips to God's ears, my friend. Madison Duncan, is there any chance the Gamecocks lost to UNC to hide skill leading up to the Georgia game? I know, crazy idea. Madison Duncan, that is... That is a spin zone of all spin zones. You know what, Madison? If that is the case, fire this entire coaching staff because that's stupid. Uh, Justin, no disrespect to Luke, but Harbor is a better wide receiver target. Bigger target. They keep doing stuff like this. It's going to make getting the Jimmies and Joes harder. Jeff Gullich, I don't give a crap. Who catches the ball? If they're open, throw them the ball. I could care less if it was the water boy. I hear you. Throw it to Robbie Davis if he's open. Got a text here. Rattler's our best weapon. Imagine if we didn't have him this season. Hope he throws all over the field on Saturday. I bet my bottom dollar he could throw a pigskin over them there. Mouch. Go Cox. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, back to the TDC questions channel we go. Greg Bedinger says, for sure, better chance that we lose to Furman than beat Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Dalton's riding with Nebraska this weekend, by the way, over Colorado. He says Nebraska is going to cover for sure. There is nobody who hates Dion and Colorado more than Dalton and Brendan M in the Discord. They hate him. I don't know why. They just they hate Colorado. And Dalton loves Marcus Satterfield and loves Nebraska. It is a wild, wild time. Y'all be sure to join the day, the Patreon, the join the Big Cock Club, the Discord today. 
Austin Hicks says, where did you get that hat? A, a buddy of mine in Columbia, B2ATL on Instagram, he had this vintage find by yours truly. Good stuff. This is a dope hat, too. I appreciate you recognizing that. Mabrinar26, Harbor is working through an injury. He is indeed. He is indeed. So who knows? Shane Beamer has his call-in show tonight, guys. Six o'clock. I'm sure we'll hear more. I'm sure we will hear more on injuries, what have you. Um, wow, how about this? Florida Gators defensive back Jadarius Perkins to enter the transfer portal. After one week. Interesting. Jacob E. says, under no circumstances is that Nebraska team covering against Colorado. Y'all tell Dalton that. He seems convinced. I have no idea. Bruin Nation says Nebraska might score 13 points. USC edits as much as O-line hurt us. Rattler directly hurt us. Two third down plays. We failed to convert. My obviously didn't expect Rattler to be perfect. But those were two situations that could have changed the game. Yeah, those things are maximized when it's all on your quarterback. Excuse me. Bruin Nation, I need Dale to call into the Beamer call-in show. That would be hysterical. Two days away from game day. Gamecocks and Furman will do battle in the home opener at Williams-Brice Stadium. Let's, uh, let's hear some of your score predictions if you got them. Today, tomorrow, what have you. Also, will you be in attendance? Should be a lot of fun, guys. Do not forget the post-game call-in show right here will air within 10 minutes of the end of South Carolina's game against Furman. So be sure to check us out uh, right here on YouTube, and I'll post the links across social media. Going to be a lot of fun. Of course, week one was... Incredible. It was incredible. And, uh, you know, expecting nothing less for this week two matchup and beyond. We'll do that after every single South Carolina football game. Ken's asked the question How long have you been doing this full time? Great question, Ken's. August of 2019, I moved to Columbia to pursue TSUS full time and have been doing it full time ever since. Truly has been a blessing for sure. Um, Brian Dean says 45 to 13 Gamecocks. I'd take that score in a heartbeat. <clears throat> Bruin Nation says 35 to 13 Firmus keeps Furman keeps us off the field with slow play. Yeah, I I, I could see that Bruin Nation. I I uh I could definitely I mean I think that's gonna be their game plan. I think that's gonna be their game plan. So Madison Duncan, I'd love to hear from some of the players calling in. That would be fun. Madison Duncan, you want players to call in immediately following their game. Yeah, good luck with that. Steve Fink would have a conniption. Truly. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P-U-R-S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket-buying app available that removes all the stress 
of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Peyton. Peyton, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. How about yourself, Chris? What are you saying, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, um, you, uh, you're requesting predictions. Um, do you mind if I give you mine? Go ahead. So, I think USC gets held under 40. However... I think we hold Furman to under 25. So that being said, I think um, the final, my final prediction is going to be, I'm thinking 38 to 24 or 38 to 21. I think um, at the end of the first quarter, I think it's going to be a one score game and everybody's going to be shitting themselves. But I think going into the half, we'll stretch it to a two score. And then we'll kind of take control of it in the third quarter and ease on into it in the fourth. Um, but I think Furman's going to come out aggressive, ball to the wall. They have nothing to lose. They have everything to gain off of this game. And South Carolina really doesn't have all that much to gain, but they got a whole hell of a lot to lose if you lose this game on Saturday. Um, so that being said, I feel like South Carolina is going to come out with a sense of urgency. And Furman is as well. But I think um, it's going to look more like, as you keep as you keep saying, it's going to. I feel like it's going to look more like a, a SEC team versus a FCS team. I think um, I think that'll reign true at the end of the day. And that's the key right there, as you mentioned, Peyton, is South Carolina looking like an SEC team playing an FCS team. That that's that's the goal. I, I think that is the thing Gamecock fans want to see more than anything, right? We, we pose the question of what margin of victory will it take for you to, to feel better about South Carolina moving forward, going into SEC play. But it's, it's more about, because I, I don't think there's a number, right? Whether you win by 28 or 48 or 68, it's not really going to change your mind on what this season is or could be or what have you, because SEC play is going to define you. But it's about South Carolina coming out from the jump, looking like an SEC football team and looking like an SEC football team taking on, with all due respect, a very good FCS team, but an FCS team. Like, if South Carolina even struggles early and is struggling by the half and, and the game is close, and but more importantly, South Carolina in the trenches is like fighting for their lives to, to scratch and claw for three or four yards a carry or, or, or slow down the Furman rushing attack, that's going to be a cause for concern. So it's about how it looks more than anything. Obviously, it needs to be in victory, but how it looks and South Carolina establishing that we are the SEC team, you are the FCS team, and there was a major difference there. Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to exploit that difference. Um, You know, going into the half, I would not be surprised if we see um, if we see something crazy like a fourteen to seven going into the half, but I'm I'm thinking it's going to be more closer to to a twenty one to seven, or maybe even a twenty four to seven. I think it's going to be um, like I said. I think at the end of, the first quarter might be rough just considering with how much fire Furman's going to be coming into this game with, mm-hmm. um, but. I think um, as as the time rolls on and as the SEC bodies keep keep coming in, I think um, 
we'll we'll seize control late, or maybe not necessarily late. I think we'll start to seize control in the second and kind of ride that on, ride that on to victory. Um, in terms of offense, man, what I want to see is I, I touched on it a little bit yesterday. I want to see some new bodies, man. I want to hear some new names. Um, I want to hear some different guys catching passes. I want to see what our talented freshman look like. I, I want to see what Mazeo Bennett has to offer in the Garnet and Black. I definitely want to see what Omega Blake has to offer because that's the one guy. I mean, we haven't heard any injuries about him this whole offseason, have we? No, no. I, I, I think mean, he's I think he's good to go. Yeah, I'm, that's and. For a guy that you heard so much offseason hype about, especially when fall season, when when fall camp rolled around, you gotta wonder why he's not even. I mean, I don't even remember him. I don't even remember seeing him on the field all that much, much less getting targets. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, I think that's kind of that's that's got to be fixed, unless there's a major question mark that is behind the scenes that nobody knows about. Maybe he's just not ready to play, but I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that about Tom Tavis Braswell either. I think both of those guys have a lot to offer, and I think Saturday's the time to show it. Well, and if they're not ready to play, it's it's complete malpractice on that coaching staff. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love Beamer. I love Beamer, but I'm going to call it as is, man. Like, Monterio Hardesty is is – working on borrowed time at this point. He, he really is. I, I just – yeah. I don't know what yeah. more you really need to see. And, again, I, we, we've had J.C. talk about this, and I, I know that – I know that for obvious reasons, right, he, he can't just come out and say, hey, fire Monterio Hardesty. But guess what? I can. I can. Yeah. I can. So, I'm not going to say fire Monterio Hardesty and, like, make some huge deal about it. But, like, it's becoming pretty obvious what uh, – what the weak link on the coaching staff is becoming pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And you know, for Pete Limbo was was a new hire, right? I mean, Shane Beamer came in and, and got a whole new staff, right? Everybody's new. Nobody's from Muschamp there, right? Right, right. So when you have such a massive hit on special teams, now granted, the last name Beamer, he's going to have an eye for special teams coaches that's just how it is but you struck out on your first oc it remains to be seen on your second oc and i would i'll agree with you 100 percent. hard to see as um i'm not saying fire him but i'm definitely not saying if we don't if we don't get it together and start averaging at least 100 rushing yards a game because that's, I mean, I think that's that's more than reasonable to expect. 100 rushing yards a game. I'm not saying 200. I'm not saying be Clemson's rushing offense. I'm saying simply average 85 to 120 rushing yards a game. If we can't do that, Monterio Hardesty's got to go. Mm. And it's it's to a point where, like you said earlier in the show. Dak Joyner should have never been asked to be put in this position. He should have never been RB1. We should have had recruits lined up ready to go. We should have had a, a multitude of things should have happened to prevent us having to ask the Carrion Joyner, mm-hmm. a six-year quarterback wide receiver, to transfer into that RB1 spot. That, I mean, that's just, like you say, you like to use that word malpractice. I, I think I think that's a bit of malpractice going on when you have to ask a guy like that to do what he's asked to do. Mm-hmm. I think that just it, it speaks to what a lousy job has been going on in terms of the running back room since Beamer's taken over. Mm-hmm. But indeed, I indeed. got full I got I got full faith in Beamer to work it out. Um, I just I just hope to see it mm-hmm. sooner rather than later. I'll say that. So no doubt. So you got thirty eight to twenty four or thirty eight twenty one. I think you said right is your pick. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I'll stick with a. Uh, I'll stick with thirty-eight to twenty-one. For the okay, cops. fair enough. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with that. But um, but I will not be surprised if it's a thirty-eight to twenty-eight ball game or it's a thirty-eight to thirty-one ball game. I will not be surprised, but I will be definitely disappointed. I'll say that. But thirty-eight to twenty-one, lock it in. Mm-hmm. I'll um I'll highlight you more this week, Chris. Thanks, man. I appreciate you answering the call as always. I love talking to you, man. I love the show. Huge fan as always. 
trying to stay cool out here, man. Thanks for the up show. Go Cox, buddy. Appreciate it. Peyton, I appreciate you, man. Always a pleasure. Appreciate the call, and he's locked in 38 to 21. What do you all say? Um, and I think, again, great points made about Monterio Hardesty, the running back position. Bryce Jeffcoat says, God bless DK, though. He loves his school. He does. He does indeed. Ruben Nation, Hardesty should have been fired in the offseason. I, I don't disagree with that at all. Don't disagree with that at all, my friend. John Edwards says, Dale sucks. Find some joy, Johnny. Find some joy. Uh, maybe in R26, let's see if our defense can clog up the middle and stop the run. I see Furman running the ball a lot. Jacob E., if this is only a two-score game at the half, the fans are going to riot. I mean, Jacob B., I, I think there's a real chance it's a 17-10 to 10 game at halftime. You don't think so? South Carolina starts slow anyways. I think it could, I think it could absolutely be a one-score game. Yeah, for sure. Chase Floyd says 35-20 to 20 Carolina. Austin Gregory says, Chris, I seen where you posted asking what margin of victory we needed for you to be impressed. What amount of points allowed would impress you with our defense given the opponent? Um, I think if South Carolina's defense held Furman to two touchdowns or less, I'd, I'd be pretty happy with that. I'd, I'd be pretty impressed with that. Because they're, they're, they're a good offense. They're a good offense. Um, Dominic Roberto is a fantastic running back. Tyler Huff is a real dude at quarterback. So, They've got a capable offensive line. Um, if you hold them to two touchdowns or less, I, th I think that's a really solid outing. So, Justin Bryant says, 38-17 to 17 South Carolina. Furman will score first, and fans will panic. Well, that's a great guarantee, Justin, that if, if Furman scores first, fans will undoubtedly panic. Nick says, 41-13 to 13 South Carolina. Okay, I would take that. Uh, Robert Hastings says, 38-17, book it. Book it indeed. Austin Gregory prediction, Spencer Rattler breaks the single game passing record this weekend, 510 yards. Jake Bentley, 2018 against Clemson. So you think Spencer Rattler throws for over 510? That would be something. That would be something. We'll see. Justin Martin says, Chris, Coach White feels the heat. And I think there is heat indeed. Madison Duncan, prediction, South Carolina 45, Furman 14. I would also take that in a heartbeat. Let's see. Brian Dean says, Xavier Leggett has arrived. No doubt. Let's see. Continuing through your questions. Bruin H says, Chris, did you see the Freddie Kitchens comments? I did. Dude, here's the thing. I don't take a lot from that. Like, do you actually think Freddie Kitchens wasn't going to use the knowledge he had from his time at South Carolina in that game? I mean, I don't think it's like some crazy thing. And as my good friend Brad Crawford says, if he did steal signals to recognize formations, that's on South Carolina staff for not changing things up, right? I mean, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. It's it's It falls on Shane Beamer and his coaching staff if they allowed... If they allowed Freddie, which they did, Freddie Kitchens went to UNC back in February. I, I remember when that happened, and I was like, hmm, well, that's kind of interesting, right? But if they didn't change up signals, if they didn't change anything up, you know what? South Carolina, you played yourself. Shane Beamer, you played yourself. The joke is on you at that point. Justin Bryant, Chris, do you think the Nick Emanwari injury is a serious one? No, I don't. I don't think it's serious. But with a hamstring, you can never be too careful, Justin. So I think the wise move would be to sit Nick Emanwari this week. I do. Gabe Hurst says, Rattler throws four touchdowns. We went 49 to 28 with Furman scoring one in garbage time. 
Jacob E., if this was week one, you can exclude, excuse a slow start, but since you got blasted on both sides of the ball week one, you better come out and dominate against a lesser team. Hmm. We'll see. We will see. I will not be surprised if South Carolina gets off to a slow start. Greg says, I think we hold firm into 20 points or less. And back to what I was just saying, guys, nothing with South Carolina athletics anymore surprises me. Nothing. Coach Ford says, if we give up 21-plus to Furman, we are in for a long season. Jeff Gulledge says, what is the state of the program if we end September at 1-4? and four? Which, Jeff, to your point, that's realistic. Like, that's very – dude, we're already staring down the barrel of 2-3 two and, two and three best case. So, could 1-4 and four happen? Yeah. What's the state of the program if you end September at one and four? I dude, I I just I think a lot of uh, Gamecock fans' patience is going to be tested. I, I really do. And you know, I, I'm torn on it because I I don't think it is a smart move to like be be talking about coaches job statuses and firing or, you know, talking about firing coaches in three years. But I think what frustrates fans is you see other schools turning things around quickly. You do. I mean, I, guys, I mentioned this back in January, I believe. Or maybe it was, maybe it was the, it wouldn't have been the week of the Tennessee game. So it was, it was back in January. Yes, South Carolina beat Tennessee 63-38. to And that is an awesome, awesome thing. But why has Tennessee turned it around so much more drastically than South Carolina? Do you think that Josh Heupel inherited that much better of a situation, that much better of a scenario than Shane Beamer? I mean, do you think so? But they, I mean, what they've done in that amount of time versus what Shane Beamer and company have done. Ethan K, was UNC our Florida game from last year? Ethan K, let me respond to your question with a question. Why do we need to get embarrassed for a light bulb to click on and play our best? Can you answer that for me? Riddle me that. Uh, let's see. Austin Gregory. Yes, I did see where Jadarius Perkins, Florida defensive back, is entering the portal after one game. This comment made me laugh. Dave Garrick says, if I'm Rattler's agent, I'm telling him if Furman gets two sacks, stay down after the third and wait for pro day. That made me laugh. That really made me laugh. Uh, let's see. Ruination, NIL saved Norvell. He just capitalized on it, man. Transfer portal. He got with the times. Those who adapt thrive. Those who don't die. Ruination, Beamer definitely needed to hire top OC and DC being a new coach and just sell the program and let them hire their own guys and coach their teams. That's where he messed up. Nation. Uh, I also think an OC should bring his own O-line coach. Yoda says, I have a question. Do you think as an NIL monthly contributor, should we know where our con- contributions are funding? And should it be based on positional needs, the allocation of NIL funds? Yoda, that is a much better question for J.C. Sherbert, somebody who runs a collective. I, I think having as much transparency as possible would be a good thing. Um, 
But JC's a guy or anybody with, you know, any of the other collectives could answer that question much more um, in depth. Jeff Gullich says, let's all be honest, wouldn't even be a topic at Beamer and Company sign better linemen and running backs in the transfer portal this past offseason. That was a major failure uh, uh, on them facing the consequences. I mean, it was. I mean, there's just no other way to put it, man. There's no other way to put it. It was. Yeah. It was. It was. Austin Gregory, you guys are missing my entire point. What school without a national title is turning things around quicker than SC? There are none. Tennessee, Florida State, TCU, Colorado, Nebraska, and Washington all have titles. I mean, Austin, you're not wrong. Is Nebraska turning it around? Is TCU turning? Well, I guess they won the national title last year. When did TCU win a national championship? James Martin, what's the future of the Board of Trustees and Ray Tanner? Far as I know, they're not going anywhere. They are still around. They are still here. So, I mean, there's no new update on the future with that. So, it'll be a great opportunity, guys, this weekend to turn things around and and get things rolling. And we'll see if they can do that. Um you know, we will have much more time once the season concludes to once the season concludes to look back on the program and examine what happens. I, I will say this, by the way, guys, because you know our good friend Austin Gregory, he's part of the Discord and appreciate having him. I mean, awesome, awesome takes. The beauty's always in the banter. And uh, I'm not going to reference the exact tweet that somebody else who's in our Discord posted this morning. But, you know, I, I will say this because our guy, Austin, it, it just kind of showed up in my timeline. says bashing non-professional athletes for having non-professional performances is gross. I would say this. If you are a college football fan that is used to the old way of doing things, you're about to get very uncomfortable because – you know, I, I don't think that I unnecessarily bash college athletes for, you know, we, we speak very critically on performances, right? But the fact of the matter is this, and, and this in this NIL world, if you're not performing, and especially if you're a high-profile NIL guy, like let's, let's say you're a Spencer Rattler, or you're a this guy, that guy, and you're not performing, Guys, talking heads are going to speak on you just like they speak on players in the NFL. It just it is what it is, man. And that might be wrong, but right, wrong, or indifferent. Once people are getting paid, nobody gives a damn anymore. Like you're getting paid, your feelings. There's no room for it. So if I want to sit here and say that Sidney Fugar played like trash Saturday then I can. And, like, I, I've had people come at me, though, saying that I, I criticize and critique the, co- the college athletes. Like, bro, they are getting paid. You want me to have sympathy? No, absolutely not. Give it a rest. Give it a break. I, I don't disagree with don't take personal attacks and don't take low blows and low shots, but – you know, I prided myself on this before NIL was a thing. Like, I'm the first one to run and 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 promote your Heisman campaign, but I'm also going to be the first one to, if you play like shit, like it's it, it's it's going to be called out, flat out. So I agree with what you're saying, Austin, because Austin Gregory is uh, backing his claim here. Bashing and criticism are different, in my opinion. Personal attacks aren't constructive. Criticism looks bad on the program, um, has thrown some stats up, talk ball, don't tear a dude down for trying to promote the brand despite a loss. That's 100% personal and not football-related. Austin, I'm not totally disagreeing with you, and again, that's not what I do. I'm just saying, for, as a whole, college football fans are going to start to get very, very uncomfortable because the bottom line is, if you're going to – listen, Austin, and everybody else, by the way, but if you're going to ask fans – 
of these individual schools. This is not just a South Carolina thing. This is a college football thing. If you're going to ask fans to funnel money into a payroll and then the players that you acquire via that payroll, and I'm not saying Sidney Fugar is one of them. I'm speaking more in generalities. But you're going to ask fans to funnel money into a payroll and then that team that's assembled via that payroll stinks. Fans are not going to hold back. They're just not going to hold back. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Pressure makes diamonds. You either perform the standard. You, As a consumer, you either give the consumer what they're paying for or you make a change or you're going to hear about it. That's it. I, that, that bottom line, that's it. Bottom line, that's it. Austin Gregory says, I'm passionate about giving these dudes a fair shot. We've only seen one week. He ended up being a top three. One of our top three guys in the line because the line's that bad. Austin, again, I'm not saying you're wrong, Austin, because listen, doing what I do as long as I've done it, like I've learned. I've learned, like for example, the tweet that you know I'm referencing that one of our folks in the, in the Discord posted. I would never do that because I, I know better. You know what I mean? I, I know it's I know there's there's nothing to gain from saying it, even if you think it's a silly thing. Like if you think what we're talking about, guys, in case you missed it, like guys posting highlights or whatever after a terrible loss, like even if you think that's slap dickery, I'm not gonna highlight that from my end because I gained nothing out of it. Now, we'll speak about the offensive line. We'll speak about an individual player not playing well for sure, but you got to pick and choose your battle. So, Austin, I hear your point. I'm just making the point that you can say college footballs, it's a non-professional, they're non-professionals. Maybe it's not the NFL, but amateurism is a joke, and amateurism is out the door. They're only going to class at this point because they have to. Amateur, that like... College football is the furthest thing from amateurism. It may not be the NFL, but at this point, it feels like it's closer to that than not. So, whether that makes you like college football more or less, or you're indifferent, it's just kind of the reality, the way this game's evolving. And, I mean, you're seeing it. That's what we talked about earlier this week with the Deion Sanders, the, the cutthroat mentality. It's a dog-eat-dog world, and, and when you're getting paid to win and put the best product on the field, you don't have time for people's feelings and like, hey, the days of that are over. The days of that are over. Uh, you got to put to put together the best roster and win as many games as possible, and it might make some people uncomfortable in the process, all I'm saying. Guys, we've hit 3 o'clock. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit that bell icon so you get notifications when we drop new video content. Also, hit the subscribe button on podcast side of things, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to stay tuned to all the content, content bleeding out of the eyeballs. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thanks, Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.